Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 15 of the Sovereign Health Podcast. This is Persephone Rose. I am the Red Diva, and it is a cold, rainy day in the beautiful Midwillamette Valley of the magnificent Pacific Northwest. The wonderful thing about cold, rainy days is that when I am inside watching it happen outside, I get those cozy tingles of comfort and joy that are reminiscent of childhood holiday mornings. I am enjoying a hot cup of organic turmeric ginger tea and a cold glass of sparkling spiced apple Waterloo and am ready to dive deep into a conversation that has been percolating in my soul. I am so grateful that Lao Tzu was right when he said a bazillion years ago that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. I have found that to be the case so many times, and I have also found it to be the case that when I recognize the teacher as having what I need next, what they are offering is usually something that I have been wrestling with or avoiding for a decade or two. I have talked before about when I first became a health coach and was surrounded by a spiritual community that was very much into law of attraction and thinking a higher thought and not so much into taking accountability or taking action. And then I went to grad school where everything was science and following strict protocols and There was no room for magic or even much mind-body work. And these two juxtaposed communities led me to a place where I began to practice and teach health at the intersection of all dimensions of mind-body-spirit and came up with language for what I now call self with a capital S. Even earlier than that, I remember experiencing a similar double-sided coin as I struggled with what to do with my religious upbringing and how it all related to me as a whole adult being who no longer swallowed hook, line, and sinker, all that had been instilled in me as a child. There is this idea in a lot of religious circles that salvation or heaven or acceptance or love must be earned, that you must be good enough, atone enough, believe enough, have enough faith, except that you can't because you were born innately evil and unworthy. But then if you lay yourself upon the grace and mercy of a benevolent savior, poof, you are rescued. And yet, even though that poof moment happened, now you must still live the rest of your life following the rules, not even necessarily of the benevolent savior, but of the powers that be that have been writing and editing the rules for a couple millennia. But particularly when it comes to having enough money or being healed of a disease or affliction, or receiving some kind of much-needed life-altering rescue, everything comes down to faith and prayer and grace and waiting. 
I have often imagined, even within the very dogma and scripture and rules and philosophy and rhetoric of my religion of birth, that the benevolent Savior grows frustrated with the prayers and says, I have done all that is needed. Now you get off your ass and do something. One of my mentors, Summer McStravick, who produces beautiful guided creation, visualization, manifestation audios, as well as some life-altering immersion programs, calls the visualization process pre-action, but emphasizes that along with visualizing and meditating and calling in that which you desire, you do something, do anything. The universe is your co-creator. Give it something to work with. And lately, this double-sided coin of the physical and the metaphysical, the pre-action and the action, the faith and the work, has been presenting itself to me with some tough love. I have always found the woo-woo, spiritual, inner work so much, well, I was going to say easier, but there's nothing easy about internal work of the self with a capital S. But it is the side of things that I more automatically turn to as I eased myself out of a patriarchal spiritual dogma and began leaning into practices that celebrated and identified with a divinity that looks more like me, I turned away from those male teachers who talked about action, 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 and spoke in very driven tones and had a sleep-when-you're-dead mentality. But as of late, The teachers who have been showing up for me are very male, very driven. The next generation, if you will, of of leaders in business building and awesome life creation and getting shit done. And I have had to do some work around how much work I am willing to do. How bad do I want the life of my dreams? What am I willing to sacrifice in the short term in order to have what I desire in the long term? Am I willing to become the type of person who does the visualizing and the long hours? So for the past couple of months, I have been rather driven willing to sacrifice certain things in order to really immerse myself in some coaching programs where I've been changing mindsets and learning how to be the person who is willing to put in the hours and effort in order to grow a business into more than a hobby. And I have been telling friends that I'm super focused I haven't gone to tribal dance class in quite a while, and I've been spending way less time with my hiking boots on a dirt trail. And I hit a wall last week where I realized I'm really tired, and I miss my people, and I was feeling overwhelmed. And so the question that I've been pondering and ruminating on is, if being sovereign means you do the acts of nourishment and you make time for your big rocks and you live your life in a way that is full of meaning and joy no matter what. And 
It means you have grit and determination and drive, and you're willing to make sacrifices to get what you want. How do you do both? I finally made it to tribal dance class last week. I was happily surprised that my body still knows how to dance. I was held, literally, with so much love and compassion in the arms of my soul sister and dance instructor, Carolyn, who expressed, it's okay, you have to do what you have to do, and I missed you. And when I talked about my stress over the sacrifice and the balance, she reminded me that I am all the things. That within me, there are all the resources and all the knowing and all the ways of being. I had an image of a yin-yang symbol symbol flash in my mind and realized that I was being very dualistic thinking I could either be very feminine and receptive or very male and actioned. But those things live in flow with each other and they contain each other. Another dance sister, Diana, who you met on a previous episode, was there. And she told me, yes, sometimes you do have to push yourself. You have to keep upping your workout game. You have to keep practicing. You have to be focused on a goal. And it's okay. It's good to do that. And part of the workout is also resting and recovering. I just remembered recently that a couple of months ago, before I even began learning with this action-based business coaching, I had a tarot card reading done for me by an objective professional. I went in with this almost identical dilemma, with this choice between two ways of being. I said to her, I feel like I'm up at a perpetual two of wands fork in the road, and I can't make a decision about who to be or how to do it. So she did the reading, and she offered a lot of insight and clarity, and there were a lot of twos in that reading. But what I walked away with was that at the very end, she said, I think you're imagining the fork in the road. I don't think it's an either or. I think it's a both and. Your job is to figure out how to integrate. When I call corners or create sacred space in order to pray or spell cast or meditate or manifest, I do it in the name of the maiden, the mother, the crone, and the whore, in the name of the father, the son, the shaman, and the lover, because there is a God and they are all those things, because I am that God. And I am all those things. I learned from my mentor of sacred structure, Britt Bolnick, that I must plan in and schedule all the big rocks and acts of nourishment first. 
that a life without joy and value and relationships and creativity is not a life worth striving for. What are the things that are most important to you? Schedule them first. It doesn't mean that they are the things you spend the most time doing. It just means that you make time and space for them and they are non-negotiable. There is also this piece for me that I am not working on my business, Red Diva Sovereign Health, because it's my J-O-B and I have to do it. I am writing and creating social media posts and producing podcasts because it is what I want to do more than anything in the world most days. I get lost in it. It lights me up, makes me whole, it gives me joy. If I became an instant bazillionaire tomorrow, this is what I would do with my time. It's just that doing this to the exclusion of everything else that also lights me up and gives me joy turns it into work. The other thing I've learned in the last couple of months is that when the pedal is on the metal and you are in go mode, There is no room for a lapse in nutrition and exercise. Those very most basic acts of nourishment are non-negotiable, no matter what I'm doing or who I'm being, because they literally make it possible. A couple of decades ago, Oprah said something to the effect of, you can do all the things. You just can't do them all at the same time. I would counter that you can put them all on a calendar in varying amounts of time. If I know that tribal dance class and walking in a wet forest are non-negotiable events once a week, I am much more likely to keep my nose on the grindstone through great chunks of my weekend. There are two things I want to say to my beloved male teachers who are coaching me to be driven. The first is a wink and a smile and a bit of a feminist eye roll because I'm quite certain that while most of these men were sacrificing and building their empires, they had a wifey at home who was cooking their meals and making sure they had clean underwear. I have a partner who I love, but neither one of us has a housewife or a secretary or a personal assistant. The second is that I think they have a limited view of what is an action step. For me, going to my dance classes, being with my girlfriends, hiking in a green forest are all action steps that do get me further in the direction of my goals. I would not be sovereign if I were not doing those things. And if I am not practicing sovereignty, then I have no right to get on a microphone and preach at the airwaves about acts of nourishment and practicing big rocks. And doing all the nitty-gritty technological stuff and content creation and building courses and editing audio are also really damn important action steps that I must be committed to at the expense of something. But I'm choosing to let it be at the expense of screen time 
or personal interactions that pull me away from my goals instead of pushing me towards them. I will not sacrifice the things that keep me connected to myself with a capital S and to the divine. Those things are holy. I don't know that I have come up with a definitive solution to this issue of balance, of harmony. Perhaps I will swing back and forth like a pendulum between the yin and the yang while I figure out how to do it. But I know that my friend was right, and that I do contain all the things, the action and the pre-action, the visualization and the grit, the flow and the focus. I think there is sovereignty in the journey, in the discovery of which routines, which habits, which patterns need to be built in order to override the ones that aren't working anymore. If you have morning or evening or work routines that are helpful in keeping you focused and in flow, let me know on the Facebook page, the link to which is in the show notes. I'll put up a post that you can comment on, and that way we can all learn from each other how to do this thing called sovereignty. Thank you so much for joining me here at the Sovereign Health Podcast. I am Persephone Rose, the Red Diva, and I'm so grateful for this chance to get this beautiful mess of my thought process out of my head and into the world. This is one of my greatest acts of nourishment. Be well, my friends, be whole, and know that you contain all that is, as well as all that is not yet. You wouldn't have the big ideas, the dreams, the big rocks, and the bucket lists if you did not also contain all that you need to make them happen. Be sovereign, and now go out and have a beautiful day.